Tired of dating apps? Swiping, scrolling, and ghosting not working for you? How about a new way to get introduced? Single to Shadi. Single to Shadi is a matchmaking service which offers curated matches for South Asian singles living in the U.S. and Canada. We work with urban professionals looking to find meaningful relationships without the anonymity of traditional dating apps. Our clients will meet like-minded matches who are ready for a committed relationship. We believe love is love, and our ultimate goal is to help you find your perfect partner. Visit us today at www.singletoshadi.com to find out more and sign up for free. We are not your parents' matchmaker. Hey guys, this is the Thinkable Guys podcast, and in this very special episode, we are joined by the podcast called Brown and Feminist, who are two girls based in Australia. So Brown and Feminist, please introduce yourself. Hi guys, we are Brown and Feminist. I'm Misha and Savika, and today we're going to challenge the guys in one of the episodes on marriage, because we have a lot of contradictory opinions. Ooh, Okay. This is interesting. So these guys have approached us and listened to our podcast about is marriage necessary in the modern age? And they have a few questions and they actually want to debate with us their views from a female perspective. As our podcast was mainly based on a male's perspective. So guys, please go ahead. I think one of the first points you guys said was that people before were more ready to compromise and they were more like communicative. Do you guys remember that? Because yep, I know you yep. guys did this a while ago. So. I think I made that point. Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I actually think it's the opposite. You said people are less likely to get married now because they're not being as communicative and um, they're not compromising as much. But I think hmm. back then it was a very um, authoritative community or household, like what the dad says usually goes. But hmm. now because we're talking it out more and hashing it out, we can get across the point why we don't want to get married and that's why I'd, I'd say it's because we're more communicative that you're less likely to get married and potentially also because we have normalized this idea of being single yeah. and not having to get married because people have more of a voice now to stand against the norm I suppose yeah so what do you guys think about that do you guys uh, Holly, what do you think about so, that? So, so, so you guys are basically saying that that's that is that is the reason why people are more like more likely to be single because of the fact that they've got a voice now and yeah, they talk exactly more about how they feel. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? Because, for example, let's say you're talking to someone or you're in a relationship and there's something that goes wrong, and uh, let's say there's something that bothers you about someone that you're with. You know, in an ideal situation between two mature people, you would expect them to talk things out and you would expect them to discuss, you know, if someone's feeling a certain way, then they, sh they should be able to tell the partner, like, actually, you know, you doing this or you doing that, your actions make me feel this way or that way. And then ideally, you would then find a way to deal with it and then continue on to the relationship and be like, okay, cool, you know what, from next time, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. Uh, or if this affects you, then, you know, we'll stop that. Uh, but then what ends up happening is sometimes some people will be like, actually, you're asking too much of me. 
and I don't think I can comply with you know what you're looking for so then because of that I don't think we're compatible and because of that then you know you know we can't be together and then that's how relationships sort of end um so I guess what we were trying to say is back in the day if there were things between partners that bothered like one another then they would they just try to solve it and between themselves and be like all right cool yeah we'll, we'll we'll understand and we'll move on from it but now it's more about compatibility and if you know things can't be worked out then they'll just leave each other yeah i think we we try to touch upon i think the the fact that there's more communication there's more choice for people now whereas back then there wasn't as much choice and you you're kind of take the person as a blessing rather than people now would take it as a disguise sort of thing for like um so the fact that there's so many people around so many options that you could choose from you you could break up with someone in one day and get like five matches at the end of it <laughs> from an app or something then you say to yourself well i just dumped someone i've got five new people that i can speak to instantly and that kind of the more communication in the sense of being interconnected around the world has in our eyes made it like people are less likely to commit and that was the point we're trying to make hardy wasn't it yeah because if, if someone like people know right that there's the whole idea you know oh yeah you know someone new will come along oh yeah you had to break up oh that's fine someone new will come along you know someone else will come along sort of thing you're always taught that you're always taught to believe like you know never to take any relationship or any breakup too seriously and i guess it's a way of helping you get over a breakup i understand you know the thought process behind it but you know the the the, the final thing that you you said you're told by everyone around you oh yeah someone you know there's plenty more fish in the sea there's plenty more you know whatever in the sea like there's a lot more out there still which is good and bad in a way um but back then like back in back then they there weren't any options you know they weren't any you know people they weren't told those things or people had a different way of living where it was like you know they only found one person and that was it sort of thing does, does no, that make I sense? agree sorry I agree with that but I think we were talking about in the family sense because at that point um in the previous episode you guys were talking about family like family was being more communicative and they were more like easily like they could compromise more easily but we were talking like now the family isn't pushing you to get married because we are more communicative with the family. But within a relationship itself and with finding more people, definitely. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. So you, so you guys mean like in terms of the family pushing you as in like on a personal level to get married or just like... Yeah, like pushing people in general. Like the family pushing daughters or sons to get married because now we're more communicative with the family so we get them to understand why we don't want to get married as of yet or why we're not ready to get married whereas then it was a very patriarchal i would say patriarchal and authoritative um family structure back then marriage was the only life path yeah especially for women yeah it was like the only thing in it that like uh, the, the only thing the woman was made for was just marriage that's it that's all it was wasn't it which is kind of, kind yeah. of sad uh, that's what they thought anyway um I found it very interesting when you guys used that example when, like, a man used to compromise for a woman to come from India. Do you remember? Do you guys remember saying that? Uh, could you give us more uh, background? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were saying how um, they were more 
easily able to compromise at that time. And an example you used was like a man used to compromise for the woman to come from India to get married. That was an example. But okay. I think I think it worked both ways because I think families really wanted a woman from a more um traditional traditional background so that they knew she would take care of the family or she'd be easier to control in a sense. Yeah, no, I I I I feel you guys on that one. Like um I've I've had my obviously my family mention to me. Uh so I'm tw- I'm 25, right? And I've had my family say to me, oh, yeah, you know, you're getting older now and you need to start looking for someone, this and that, have you? And, like, I'm I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. <laughs> and, you know, they'll be like, oh, but how long is getting there going to take? Like, I was like, you know, it takes time to find the, the right one. Like, you know, you know, sometimes you feel like you sometimes you find someone that you click with and you, you know, get along with and sometimes things go sideways. And then all of a sudden that person doesn't want to be in your life anymore. And then, you know, you're back to square one. Um, and so then my mom or my parents, actually, my parents are very laid back. They're very chilled out. They, like, and this is going off of what you guys said as well. They're, they're not, our parents are not as forceful as, you know, maybe like how maybe families used to be back in the day. Uh, my parents, my parents personally are not that forceful, but my grandparents and my uncles and everyone else, like whenever I speak to them, they're like, oh, how do you, when are you getting married? And I was like, huh? <laughs> what <laughs> you know um but like my parents like i I can speak to my mom and I, I, I was literally talking to her like the other day and i was like i was like mom i hope you understand that you know i'm taking my time to find someone because i don't want to make the wrong choice and just because i'm being pushed by you know being forced by the family or whatever or by the pressures and my mom's like yeah that's fine like i understand like you know you do need to make the right choice for your life and stuff um but the better the sooner the better right um so and then she's like if it and then and then she goes oh yeah and also like the grandparents were saying if you don't end up finding anyone here then you can always find a girl back home from india and that i was like but then i was like how am i supposed to you know is this different upbringings you know they've been brought up in a different environment to them they're like things that might be acceptable to do over here for example going out getting you know going for drinks or something or going out and seeing your friends and stuff you know they might not find those things as acceptable back then because you just don't know the kind of environment or family um someone's been brought up in and what kind of values they've been brought up in um so you know you there's a possibility there's a likelihood of there being a clash in the mentalities uh and so how would i deal with that and i I said that to her my mom's like yeah that's true um you know but like literally like you guys said she's like um you know but they, they say apparently the girls that are from India, they're more likely to listen to you, you know, they're less likely to leave you over like little arguments here and there. They're more likely to be loyal, they take care of your kids. Disclaimer in certain backgrounds, in certain Sorry. in certain areas there, not in all areas in India, because they can get lit, but mm-hmm. like, you know, like in certain areas and certain family backgrounds, they know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so you know, it, it it can be it can be very specific. This is obviously just general, uh general mm-hmm. general terminology. Yeah, and I could uh, so um so they're like, oh, more likely to you know like take care of your kids more likely to be a lifelong partner someone who wouldn't just leave you just like that over like you know one after one argument just leave you then this and that whereas girls over here because they're so much more independent like the the western girls you know, that's what they say in they're like the western girls because they're mm-hmm. a lot more independent they're more likely to leave you because that's just how they brought up and so 
Indian girls are brought up differently, so they're more likely to be with you for longer. And that's what I get told all the time. No, I think when when you went back to when you were just saying how like Indian girls were brought up, literally, um, I made a meal yesterday and my grandma called me and I was like I always joke with her, so I was like, I did so much housework, I don't understand what my useless brothers are doing. And she's like, that's good, because you never know, you know, tomorrow you might get married. And I was like, if I get married, why would I be doing more work? Like, exactly. Does it make sense? <laughs> my husband's going to be doing half of them. And then, she, and then she's like, haha, okay, you're not as weird. Yeah, so now I get you, yeah, that's what they think. Do you know what my mom says to me, right? Uh, so my mom, she forces me to learn cooking and like learn how to like do stuff on my own, like cleaning, like doing all the cleaning, do clean the clean clean the house, do the hoovering, you know. Uh, tune, yeah, same. Make, same. Ladies, you hear that? Like, He's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, I'll be like, mom, like, why are you making me do all these things? And mom's like, oh, tomorrow, like, if your wife kicks you out of the house, like, you need to know how to like look after yourself. And I was like, wait, <laughs> why would my wife yeah. kick me out of the house? That like, is you know, so. Your wife kicks you out, not you need to know it for your wife. Exactly. Whereas with us, it's like you need to know it so you can look after your husband. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I think now we're talks I'm the same as Hardy. Like my parents have always taught me to like like clean and do this because they always say to me, one day you'll be the man of the house and you need to take responsibility and take in charge of these things. Like exactly. how are you supposed to run the house? Like you can't really do it with one person. I think from our parents' experience being in the uk and stuff and being in a new country it's like they've learned that you can't really like do these things on one one parent it kind of it's better if both parents share this responsibility definitely mm-hmm. and i feel like because i'm I'm always taught it's like hoover and clean i don't know and that's something that what they're they're, they're trying to do in the long run is teach me to become someone uh that who can run the house who can do things who's not like useless i think in their eyes they've seen like how housewives are being like portrayed and stuff yeah and for them it's not something that they would encourage and they know like again like if you marry someone in this country they're not going to tolerate usually like them doing everything <laughs> there's a kind of a fear it's a fear it's a fear for them because they, they think that oh okay the rest i want from i say in the uk for example who's very obviously uh modern westernized and if, if we're brought up with the mentality that the women have to do everything and men just yeah. you know doesn't share responsibility in their eyes they're seeing a lot of crap if he thinks like that like there's more of a chance that she's going to leave him and there's going to be a fight and arguments like so it's to counteract that yeah they they parents teaching us now to like okay share responsibility just like safe haven like this future long-term uh, relationship that you could have with this partner it's yeah, quite if, quite interesting it's yeah it really is interesting because even when i do tell my mom if i ever get married you know that's what's gonna happen she's like to an extent that can happen you can give him you can give your future husband work to an extent but not to the point where we are all doing exactly an equal amount of work so she still wants me to bear the brunt of it i guess and i was like no that's not gonna happen and she looked at me and she's like don't get married like just just don't because i know you're divorced don't get married 
Even yesterday, I walked past my brother and he was like, oh, whoever gets married to her is screwed, man. Oh, I get and that all like, the time. Whoever gets married to you is in trouble. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jeez. So, yeah. But also, I did tell my dad that, you know, he has, because I have strict parents. So my dad likes to tell me what to do all the time. And I told my dad, you know, it's only a couple, my dad's like nearing 60. And I told my dad, it's only a couple of years more until, you know, you start losing functionality in certain areas (laughs) so i was like if you keep going like this i'm gonna put you in an old folks home and my dad was like my dad was like i can't get you married because i know whoever you're gonna get married to is just gonna have a shitty life (laughs) but it's like on a serious note the idea of a woman being independent equating to hard marriage life is yeah the patriarchy it's so sad but i think it's also that well it's interesting that you guys said that you know you were given more work now and being told to do more things and i also think that females are now growing up more independent but a lot of the males continue to grow the way they did like 30 years ago 40 years ago their upbringing Mm, what do you you mean i don't think so i don't think so. as in housework from what like chores and stuff from boys Mm, i've this is Yeah, I, I, I guess like it's, it's, it's personal experience in it, and subjective, yeah. Because, because I, I know friends, I know some of my friends who don't do the housework, but then, I, mm-hmm. then again, I know people like say, I mean, how do you do the housework? It's more about how your family perceives. I think it's more likely to happen when it's kind of more likely to happen when, uh, when men don't share the responsibility as much when it comes to say if the parents have really old-fashioned views like like say from india or something like that mm-hmm. and they're not as as much cultured if they're really really old-fashioned then i think what they would expect like okay the guys will maybe have a similar upbringing in terms of they won't do much work but i i really think it depends on the family and it's it, do you know, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's not like. for all family it is pretty subjective yeah it's not it's, it's subjective just, yeah because you just said like I've seen. yeah it's more... so it's like all the time females bear the brunt of it versus males sometimes have to do all the, like more of the housework. Like, it's it's interesting because I guess like because obviously as as in Australia, so the boys you've seen may have been brought up differently to say me and Hardy. You just I guess we, even me and Hardy can be just like just special cases in ourselves. Like because like there'll be you know I've been hoovering the whole house for like ten years. Since yeah. I was a kid, I would learn to, yeah, like once a week, like Sundays, you have to hoover the whole house. Sometimes I have to hoover the whole car, sometimes I mop the floor, sometimes I have to clean the bathroom you really, properly. You like, really are doing like, the most. <laughs> and like, they say to me like, oh, you, you have to run the house. Like, you know, what if your female comes and you can't do this? She'd be like, you're useless. Like, oh, like, yeah. it's like, they'll think you're, what, what kind of guy are you? Like, you can't even like mop, you don't have to mop the floor. Like, you got no brain those common sense like you don't have to hoover how to like do things properly like you know as much as i i hate cleaning because i'd hate cleaning versus who i am but i have to i know i have to do it like it's, it's a chore is a chore in my eyes like i yeah. you know it's just like oh because it's just a chore like oh, i want to do something else more fun i don't want to like spend like an hour like hoovering and stuff and like you know wiping tables or like doing these things but i get it like as much as like i hated it when i was a kid because when i was like 13 i had to learn to do these things whereas like because I always felt like I had to do so much compared to some of my friends. 
because I remember when I went to uni and I obviously lived in a flat with like my housemates who were like all guys, like most of them did not know how to clean a bathroom. And I was like, what, how do you know how to clean a bathroom? Like you don't know how to clean the toilet, like, or anything like that. So if you've never done it before, so no, their moms have done it. And I was like, okay, look, let me show you how to do it. Like, so, so you use the spray, you use this, you use that, you use the scrubber, you wear the gloves, you do this, you do that, you clean the toilet and stuff. Like you do all these things. And I was like, I realized like, it's just how, like, it, just how you're raised, like just how it is. Like, and I was teaching them how to clean the toilets and stuff like, and how it, like I was watching them, that's how you do it, that you miss that spot. Like if you're doing this sink, you have to use this certain spray and you have to scrub it once, scrub it again. Because this is how I was taught from a young age. Like ultimately, I just think it depends on, I think it'd be it'd be it wouldn't be nice to say like all, all men are, are like no subjected to how they yeah, yeah. because guys. because 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 like I could I could argue like my, my sister she's very lazy she doesn't clean anything do you know what I mean and my mom shouts at my sister all the time <laughs> say you need to clean you don't do anything because I'm doing most of it it's just how but it's just how it's uh, just how your families perceive it because I think generally when parents do push the guy to clean and stuff and do these responsibilities it's just a fear of um the wife being very independent and like not tolerating a man not doing anything yeah no i agree with you it's not all men it's just compared to women like having the daughters do most of the work mm-hmm. i feel like that's just more common you know yeah. what i mean yeah just yeah yeah exactly yeah 100 yeah. because your 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 mom is teaching you what she went through so all she knows is what her grand her mom taught her oh my mom was so, a different case this is actually my dad yeah. oh <laughs> yeah. really yeah my mom is an only child she didn't have to do much work because she was a child that was born after like eight years of trying so like she was like the golden child so she actually didn't do much house chores until she got married and my yeah. dad's family is, um, if you look at them and you see how they talk and everything, it's like they're completely modern, but it's like a fa- like it's an facade. act. It's a facade. If you actually see them at home, my dad is literally like, okay, you have to do this, do this. And I ask him, why do I have to do this? And he's like, because you're our daughter. Because you're in Tamil, they say pombla pillar. So he was like, because you're the pombla pillar. And I'm like, pa, can you like chill? You have two other children. Why am I yeah. the slave? And then, um, yeah, so, like, I, my brothers have to do quite, like, more work now because I don't do work unless I make sure they've done, like, they've got their share of work. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I agree with what you said in terms of our mums, my mum anyway, obviously your mum had a different upbringing. But I think, yeah, generally they're obviously going to teach us what they have been taught and my mum does teach me how to cook and clean. But I think she understands that it's not a duty that I'm just going to take on by myself. And she does share that responsibility with my brother, which I can accept. I can accept that. When my mom tells me to do stuff, it's also for me to be independent when I go out to live on my own, which is what I understand. When my dad tells me to do stuff, it's more of if I enter a household, they say when you're going to go to your husband's house. They always use that term when you're going to go to your in-laws' house, your mother-in-law. They want to make sure you know how to do all these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah see, they both have very different reasonings for why they get me to do things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, my mom would say to my sister, like, oh, you're, like, you better learn how to do this because the in-laws be watching you thinking, oh, she doesn't have to do anything. You know, like, <laughs> that's that fear <laughs> that they have. 
that, that, that is quite true. But my, my, my thoughts on that is, I think this is how it should be, right? I think whether for girl or for guy, I think both of them should be taught life skills in their households and not in not in the way that oh, I should be because of your gender or because or because you're the girl you're gonna get married and you're gonna have to go look after your you know your husband's family look after them everything and you have to be the you know the housewife or whatever or you know vice versa for the guy where you're gonna have to meet a girl who's you know so to speak independent and she's not gonna do much around the house that you're gonna have to do there shouldn't be you shouldn't have to learn these things due to any pressures I think you should just be taught these things because of you know what, they'll make you better human beings, they'll make you more of a complete, you know, more of a complete man or a complete, you know, woman, and then you'll be more eligible for a marriage or people will be, you know, it might lead to a happier marriage or a more, you know, successful marriage because you know how to do things around, in and around the house. Does that make sense? So I think that's what my thoughts are. Like, um, like, like I think everyone should know life skills. Um, but there shouldn't be this pressure that oh, because you're a girl, you need to know how to do this and that and that because of I think just being you know what Jay, it'll be nice if you know these things. Um, um, because literally my dad was like, or my mom I think was cooking something the other day and she's making this dish, and I don't like this dish because it's like it's got some vegetable in it that I don't like, <laughs> and she's like how do you, she's like oh how do you come learn how to make this and I was like no. I was like, I don't like this dish. She's like, yeah, what well, if your wife likes it? Then then you might have to make it for her, you know? Like, if she's gone to work or something and she comes home tired from work one day, you might have to make it for her. You know what? Actually, yeah, you're right. You know, so the ideology behind it is nice, I think. Um, and because my parents, like, are, you know, modern, like, they have modernized thinking. So they, you know, they won't be like, oh, yeah, the wife should do everything for you when you, you know, when you get married and stuff. They never talk, teach me that. They, should, they always teach me that. Uh, a marriage is like a partnership and you're you know you're living with a partner and everything should be 50 50 there should be a balance of how things are spread out between the two people um yeah, so, yeah. i think mo- yeah most of what you said like i completely agree and my parents say marriage is a partnership but after saying marriage is a partnership they also say but you need to know how to do these things just in case <laughs> you know and i'm like why it's a partnership. And he's like, no, you need to do most of it. I'm like, huh, okay, yeah, I'm do this. So, yeah. But no, I agree. One of the other things that you guys said in your podcast that we had a little bit of, that we sort of disagree with, is the idea that most arranged marriages work. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of them... Okay, On the surface, they work. Yeah, because they don't want to get divorced because people who start with arranged marriage technically they follow a lot of the ideals as well as the stigmas associated with the culture. And one of the stigmas is divorce. That's why I don't think, that's why a lot of arranged marriages tend to stay together. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I think I think the point we were trying to make, because I, I can't remember. I, I remember, I remember. Yeah. How did you want to say it? Because I, I think uh, so. Said about it. I remember. So basically, I think what we were trying to say was that arranged marriages worked better back back in back in the day compared to as as now. Um, arranged marriages are not really viable options anymore for people, um, just because people like to find their pick and choose their own partners. Right? That's just the kind of age we live in. We have the ability to find people, um, whereas back in the day. Um, and me and Hamida were like talking about this a few days ago as well. Like, it it's a lot easier to find people now just because of you know social media and dating apps and 
you know, you're just more likely to meet people and, you know, the society's become a lot more sociable just generally. But back in the day, you know, you there was no such thing as dating gaps. There weren't a social media. There was nothing. So there wasn't there weren't things you can message people over. Like if you had to contact someone, you had to call them or email them or text them. Or not text them, sorry. Um, send like write them a letter or something. You know. Um, so back then it was hard to find people, and so um, once you got off an age, once you got to an age of like where people, you know, your parents thought, um you know you're you're eligible to get married now or you're off off a good age they say to get married then they'll speak to their family members or friends or whatever and they'll be like oh you know we they'll find recommendations for you and then they'll be like oh you know we found this one girl for you i think she's really nice um and actually this this happened to my granddad my granddad got a arranged marriage right and he was telling me that when he found out about my grandma it was so my my granddad's mom went up to him and she was like oh i found this girl for you gonna get married to her and he was like, okay that's it like and the first first time the first time they met each other was at the, the the wedding day itself that's the first time they met each other and saw each other and now he, my granddad's like 80 and uh my grandma's like 70 something uh they've been married for like over 50 years 50 60 years right they've been married for a long time and you know he was explaining to me like because I saw, I saw him like um, a couple of months ago uh, and we were just we were just sitting down and he's like, these things used to work back in the day. Uh, because my grandma's very insistent in me getting an arranged marriage. She wants me to find it. She wants my marriage to be like how her, you know, her and my granddad marriage was. And but my granddad, like, he's got a very different opinion. And he'll be he's, he sat me down, just me and him privately. So he took me to the side and said, look. Don't listen to your grandma. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, you know, back then, those things used to work. Like, it worked for us. But nowadays, you know, you guys have the ability to choose. So then why not just choose the best partner for yourself, the best sort of option you can find for yourself? Um, Because you know, you know, you're going to be spending the rest of your life with this person. You know what you want in a person, what you don't want in a person. Um, As opposed to back in the day, we had to compromise with whatever we were given. And yeah, so yeah. So because that's, that's it. Because like the whole point of well, because arranged marriage has always been for the longest time. It's only recently where love is a it's basically a recent concept. It didn't exist until like say a few, like a few hundred years ago. Is love is quite a new thing. Like before the whole purpose of arranged marriages and stuff and why it could work is the idea of that you're getting married in the to the to the person where who you can share who shares the most like similar values to you mm-hmm. and it's not falling in love with someone blind it's more of the logical sense that's what that's what it's perceived to be like it's more of um you're taking a more logical step into marrying someone rather than say for instance falling in blind love which can yeah. kind of also lead to like a divorce in the long run. But do like you, 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 yeah, sorry. Go. But do you like? I feel like even back then there were always people who tried to get into a love marriage, but they were just not. Their family did not accept that. So I don't know if the idea of love is a new concept, and more more so than people just not really letting people fall in love and get married with someone like your family would completely shun you yeah yeah, I feel like that's yeah. More the factor. 
and at that time people were actually allowed i know um as indian men as were also allowed to take more than one wife it did happen really yeah i when i was, know, when actually, was that I actually case? know now actually no no uh, okay calm down man you still want to give the love of your life don't get too excited about this <laughs> um, that, I think. <laughs> but um no i actually know a guy today an indian hindu guy today with two wives and one's in india and one's in malaysia yeah that, that's like that's a uh, that's an extreme example I mean, now now yeah that's extreme yeah, i mean now it's extreme now it's like, I mean, it's quite common it. in um, different. It's common in Islamic culture. Yeah, uh, I say, yeah, it's common in certain cultures. But so um, if you say that, then fair enough. Like that, that's that's different. That's nothing to do with range. That's that's just how. No, that's all practice. That's always. That's yeah. not love. Like, because in Hinduism, I I don't know if that's the thing, but I do know some people have more than one wife. But if they did find someone they fancied or whatever, they still took them on as like a mistress. To like you know, they did have affairs and etc. But when you guys say arranged marriage works in the sense like your grandparents' marriage lasted like a long time, right? For us, mm. that doesn't mean it worked. It just means like they stayed together because I know people that have stayed together for like 60 years, but she was also like abused and like, or in another case, they didn't they didn't want to be with each other anymore, but they stayed because they didn't want the stigma of getting divorced. I think that's what we meant by, you know. Oh, you okay. have, yeah. Because there's a stigma that if you leave that person, then you're a divorcee. Mm. And, like, you have that following you. That's who you, you're that's known as. That's the shame in the life. And that's why arranged marriage used to work. Because even though it was, like, one of the biggest options then, it's also people follow that option because the parents push them towards that option. Mm-hmm. And mm. so... I, I, yeah, I get that point. But not, not all arranged marriages are abuse and stuff. But no, I do no, get it. That you're for you. You are you are forced to be, be. You are forced to stay with someone because, for reasons say like stigma, but also another reason is the females are usually financially dependent on the male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. it's yeah. because it, so it's hard for uh, a female to divorce their husband, yeah. and if they have kids, like raise their kids as well. Yeah. So another I, reason why. Uh, women can't have divorces in arranged marriages because of uh, the financial dependency that they they're dependent on the men. My parents had an arranged marriage, and um, this is a funny story because both my parents are lawyers, and my mom told her mom, "You can pick whoever, and I will be fine getting married to that person." And she saw my dad, and she thought my grandma wouldn't pick her, pick him because. He had like white hair and he was like graying and etc. But my grandma yeah. picked him and she looked at him and he was like, "Why would you pick him?" But like he looked at her and she was like, "She's too fat for me, so I'm not gonna get married to her." <laughs> and um, literally like three months later, she went on like this diet, you know, and you know she was getting her life on, you know, she's doing well in the cases or whatever. And my dad's sister saw her and talked to her. And he told my dad, you should meet up with her again. I think she wants to kill herself if you don't get married to him. Seriously, yeah. And um, <laughs> so he married my mom thinking that my mom would kill herself if she if oh, wow. he did not get married. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's how their arranged marriage works. But actually the first statement <laughs> is really hard for them. But she didn't leave because she didn't want to disappoint her parents. That's because uh, we had this because con- it was pretty hard first eight years and i told my mom as well i was like 
why don't you just divorce when I was like that young and she was like no I, I don't want to disappoint my parents I mean after that it got better now they're in a good place now they love each other but at that point the reason she didn't divorce is because um she didn't want to disappoint her parents because of that stigma hmm. Hmm. wow that's uh but then why did she want to marry him then if because she her mom, because her mom told her to because it was an arranged marriage oh and but she but he wouldn't marry your mom was it the case he he didn't he... want to marry my mom because he thought my mom was overweight. Oh my god! <laughs> and she was not. I saw the pictures. She was fine, Jeez. but he wanted like this in his head. He wanted like this model kind of thing. He's he's a, he's a very nice guy, guys. It's just like this one time, but yeah. Okay, fair. Um... Oh well. I mean, but, yeah. Do you guys um... have any any further critiques of us? <laughs> No, I, I will I just pull out the list. No. <laughs> well, there was this. They did talk about having kids as like legacy. Oh yeah. And this is interesting because me and Mish have had the same conversation, and we have opposing. We have views. different views. Yeah, and hers are more aligned to yours, but um. So yours first then. Okay, then for me, disagree. rather than like legacy, I feel like if I want someone that's part of my bloodline to stay in this world, it's like it's just an assertion of my vanity. Like, that my bloodline is so important that I still have to have a kid with my blood in them, I guess. Like, to have a part of me left in the world. I don't know. That's, I'm on the fence with having kids, for me personally. I, I just okay. think the idea of having kids is, it's the idea of being able to raise, like, your own human. That's just so incredible. <laughs> but I guess you you mm. see it as more, like, vanity because it's like, oh, well, there are so many kids that you could just, you know, adopt, adopt and raise yeah, and yeah. love in the I, same I'd way. I'd be very willing but to adopt. But what's the push yeah. to actually have your own because it's, like, vanity? That's mm, kind of the yeah. point. Yeah. It's one of those feelings because if you're capable of, you know, conceiving a child, then it's, like, it's something that... It says it's like a bond, some sort of special creation yeah. that unmatched by anything because it's something that... You, is you and your partner both create something like this like it's a special feeling that I, I don't think you would get the same feeling as with an adopted child maybe because you don't go for the pain of um of conceiving a child like the struggle of it and the struggle of it ultimately leads to having a baby and it's that bond of struggle that you always remember because my mom always tells me oh struggle in your in my stomach for 80 months blah, blah 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 like it's always this and that like you know it's always that a bond comes from that because you have something growing inside of you, like there's something that's quite like special that I see it as. Maybe. Then why wouldn't like a guy adopt then? Because he's not going through that struggle. Because he's going through the process with like, with the wife. Yeah. Mm. Why wait? Why would a guy adopt? Why wouldn't no, a guy I mean, adopt? Because you said the mum would have that bond with them because she gave birth to them. But but the bond, but the it's it's. It's the father and the mother as well, but mostly more of the mother's case because the father just does, does whatever. <laughs> you know, he just does, does the bare minimum. He, he just needs to do the bare minimum. But like, it's a, it's like, again, it's like the purpose of like sharing that responsibility in it because you both created something. Like, mm. it's like a, a marriage tied together sort of thing. Having a kid like it ties the marriage down now. You're trapped. <laughs> you're trapped, yeah. You're trapped, yeah. You're... 
Hardy, what do you think? Uh, so I'm trying to f- figure out like what you guys talk about adopting, or you guys talk about the bond with the kids. Like I'm, I'm a bit, a bit lost here. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we were talking about um not having biological kids. I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, you, so, so you guys obviously both sort of agree that you guys would want biological kids or No. No, Misha, Misha does. Misha would definitely 100% <laughs> for the longest time. She DMs me pictures of babies on like me. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I, I I'm on the fence about having biological kids. She like has always thought, you know, biological kids was what she'd um, have after getting married. But I've always been sort of on the fence. And then what was that again? Sorry, why why were you on the fence? Because, because I just, of the responsibility. I don't see a point. Like to me, having a kid that has my blood just for the sake of them having my blood and having them be a legacy of me mm-hmm. is just like I, an assertion of my vanity, almost. Like mm-hmm. that, a part of me has to say in the world when I'm gone. <laughs> well, I mean, how, I mean, how do you want to be remembered in that? At least, like. But why do I have to be remembered? <laughs> like, that's you don't want to be remembered? <laughs> you do, yeah, you don't want to be remembered? Or you want to be like, forgotten? Even if, maybe? I, I don't know. even if I adopt a kid, wouldn't I be remembered through that kid? Yeah, of course. Of Instead course, of yeah. having my own biological kid. Like, this I think it's the is... whole, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like how, how much people respect you, really. Like, um, you know, my take on that is you could have like a biological kid and, uh, you know, I'm not saying you specifically, I'm just saying people generally like, you know, sometimes parents don't get along with their kids, you know, sometimes, you know, kids just, they want to be separate from their parents, they don't, they don't want to associate themselves with their parents and whatnot. So then if you adopt a kid and you might end up actually, you just never know how your bond or how your relationship is going to be with, with a certain someone. Uh, to actually, you know, really spend a lot of time, a lot of years with them. Um, so, for example, you you could have like a really great bond with like an adopted child, and they could obviously keep your memories, like keeping the good memories, and talk about you all the time and this and that. Um, in terms of obviously being remembered, the whole idea of being remembered, uh, you might be much much be- better remembered through an adopted child rather than maybe even your own child. You know, that's just sometimes how life can be. Um, so it really depends, I guess. Like the yeah, you might self yeah, you might find someone who's so if you have a child who has similar characteristics to you, someone even looks like you as well. Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> I, I think it's kind of cool. Isn't it? <laughs> I've, I always have one to the twin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. Like, cause you're, it's like you know, you you create something that's your. It's it's yours, isn't it? It can't be taken away off. Like, what if you adopt a child and they'd always want to know who their real parents are? Sometimes, you know, and who their real mother, yeah. who's their real mother, who's their real father. Like, and I I'd feel like with someone who's biological to you, you you're always connected to that person. You know, and no one can take that away from you. Whereas adopted, they kind of can take that away from you. I thought yeah. of it in the sense that. You know, if you're raising that kid, no one can take that away from you. Because you raised the kid. The kid grew up calling you mom, you know? 
you can raise it. it but what if the kid grows up to be like 17 18 and be like who's my real mom that's a person i want to know like, who's my real mom who's my real father like yeah and it I can think, happen like i, I guess, guess it's happen i guess it um depends on mental strength as well like you've got to be prepared for that yeah you, definitely yeah because i if i ever do that then if my kids want to meet their biological i would 100 percent say okay go like go and see them don't go to them <laughs> but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you later like, bye <laughs> yeah That's i think um another thing you guys mentioned <laughs> was how you guys were like um you disciplined as kids like you were hit as a kid one of you guys i think and that thought to okay. that thought you guys to understand that you were being bad or like you did something wrong Mm-hmm. For me, I was I was disciplined in the same way as a kid, but um, it had an opposite effect in like on me. I did not talk to my parents if they hit me, and that would just make them more mad. But I would continue not talking to them. I could have gone months without talking to them, even if they hit me more or like they they like you know got even more angry or like took away my privileges i just would not talk the only thing that helped me was them actually making me understand what i did wrong mm-hmm. but then that that yeah. that can be said that could be done by just talking to you as well and just telling you like you know that's how i feel anyway i don't think violence needs to be used at all yeah that's that's just like for me because yeah i just remember one of you guys saying it and i guess it's subjective yeah i think that's very it subjective. is subjective that you know it taught you to understand what you did wrong but for me it just it had the opposite effect yeah i i can see why that's i think i think this is an interesting case because i think hardy you said you weren't hit as a child isn't it yeah i was i was never hit thankfully but i was but hit I've quite a lot been, I've, been, I've been disciplined i I've still been disciplined but my, my, my parents are really super super strict but they were strict in the way they spoke to me <laughs> like they were like they were like they'll shout at me and tell me off and stuff i used to get a lot of telling off a lot of telling off. I used to get like shouted at. Yes, I am. I yes, I'm an only child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, like for example, like so, Harminder I think has experienced that. And what was like your takeaway from harms? Like whenever it happened to you, like. Um, I was hit quite a lot as a child, a lot. Like, like it's. I, I was talking about this with someone else quite recently about it. Like, is it right to hit your child? like in this day age or would you hit your children like my takeaway from it is like it if i was hit or beaten it's because that's how my parents were raised and yeah, they were raised in that they were raised in that environment where if they did something wrong they would get beaten so if if they were if they became a parent which they did what do they know of they're gonna look at it through their own experience and be like okay I, I turned out okay, I guess. So I'll just beat the child. Hopefully he'll, he'll, hopefully he'll turn out okay rather than thinking maybe what I experienced when I was young wasn't that good. And maybe I should just, you know, try different methods to discipline a child rather than, you know, beating the, getting the child, you know, slapping the child or hitting them or whatever. Like, it's more like, I don't know, it depends on like, it's, I think it depends on cultures as well, as well also. Like, yeah. like in my in my culture, it was like I've obviously got Punjabi culture. It's like our people are very aggressiveness naturally. Like we we have we are just like naturally more aggressive people. Hot blooded. 
hot blooded people. Yeah, yeah. like very te- temp- tempered, short tempered people. So it's more it comes from the ra- the rage in us a lot that it just comes naturally to like hate your children. Whereas in some cultures, they're it's less they're less likely to be prone or taught to you know, hit the child. It's like I remember like recently I watched like a Bollywood movie, all right. And I don't really, you don't usually watch Bollywood movies, but I was watching this Bollywood movie where this kid did something wrong. Like he had a fight with this uh, another kid, like a neighbor, yeah. They had a fight outside, blah, blah, blah. And like the neighbor's kid went to the, their parents and said, Oh, look what your son did to my son. Like he ripped his shirt, blah, blah, blah. And like the whole family was there. And the dad came, Oh, your son, you're this, you're that, you know, you're horrible. And I like, slapped the child right in the face. And I was like, Oh, shit. I was like, Oh, my God. Like, I was like, Oh, take it away from that. I was like, Oh, you know, you don't see that in like Western TV as much, is it? Western yeah. movie, Hollywood movies, like, Dad is like slap the kid up like, proper hard in the face. I'm like, the whoa, okay, that. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> yeah, like I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, not holding back in it. Like, just like, just just how they're raised in it. That's culture. Like, you know. Yeah, like I mean, if I go out and tell like some of my like my Brazilian friends, it's fine. But if I go out and tell like my white friends that I was hit as a child or like disciplined as a child, they'll be like, "You were abused. Are you okay?" Abused, yeah. Yeah. Like, Call the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Call the yeah. call up the social okay. social services and stuff. Like. <laughs> yeah. I feel like parents do sometimes. Some parents don't like they find it harder to talk to the kid. They find it's easier to slap them instead. To hope they have their own sense. That why did do something yeah, wrong? <laughs> you know something goes wrong so i think that's like the like yeah 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 like they're they're more inclined to like oh, i don't know how to explain to this kid what he did wrong i'm just gonna slap him instead like <laughs> then it's like you know i've been i've been hit like like the worst the worst cases are, so some, some sometimes i feel like it can be necessary other times i feel like it's not it shouldn't happen like i've had cases where i've been hit in public do you know what i mean from people oh. and it's like and that, that's bad. That's embarrassing. That's like, that's yeah, not, that's, that's really bad. bad. That hurt me like a different level sort of hurts. Whereas like, that's okay, I've just been like, yeah, so, yeah, it has ego as well, like big time. Like that was when it's like, oh God, like that's when it's like, oh shit. That hurt. Like that, that bruise, not my face, but my ego as well. <laughs> it's yeah. like, more, that's like, that's like multiple bruises. That's not like one bruise, that's two bruises now. Like, no, nah, that's not good. <laughs> My dad has a very intimidating personality, so even him like shouting, like he he doesn't have to shout. Even him talking to you in public with that stern face, like an unhappy face, just that alone can reduce you to tears. And I'm not an emotional person, you know. People call me cold blooded because I don't cry that much, but with my dad and in public, he like if he does that, like literally the waterworks will come on. When your dad gets mad at you, that is different. I feel yeah, like I that time is so emotional. No. Nothing can match that. Yeah. Have you and guys? Have you guys ever been? Have, sorry. Have you guys ever been like, like, hit? Caught, caught by? <laughs> oh. Have you have you ever guys been caught by like your parents coming home drunk or like, like after you guys had a couple of drinks and you guys get caught? Oh, by I just parents? tell them. As far as my parents know, I do not drink. I do not. <laughs> I do not do anything. I don't know what boys are. I don't do any such things. I don't have miniskirts, and I don't have like. So I don't even have like sleeveless clothes. Okay, yeah. as far as my parents this know. Is, so that's where, why. And this is where um our upbringing differ. Uh, yes, yes. Bro, like no, I will hide behind a car. Like I'll be like shit, shit. I think that's my mom's car. I will full on duck down behind another car and I'll wait for that car to pass. And I'm also really? the same, bro. 
that will yeah i'm also the same girl that will like literally jump on a table and do crazy dumbass things but if i see a car that looks like my mom's car driving down the road i'll be like cut, cut, cover, <laughs> cover cover like formation <laughs> like, yeah. they'll have to stand at the side and like they know they know they just know like that's how my parents are quite strict, mm. but hers are like mm. the opposite end of i'll come to her house <laughs> my and- parents <laughs> my parents saw me passed out in the yard um on my 20th birthday and they were like yeah good luck <laughs> and they just like laughed and took photos so yes they have seen me drunk i'll go to her house out. they i was passed out oh she, okay, no. it. She fully puked it. <laughs> i wasn't passed out sorry i was asleep on the grass that's passed oh, out. Wow. That's basically no. passed out. That's passed out. That's passed out. In Australia, that's a nap in it to them, it is. So. <laughs> I was just lying on the grass. Grass to my puke. That's just a nap, really. Afternoon nap, like evening nap. Yeah, that's just a standard Saturday here. That's honestly just a standard weekend in Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm kidding. No, I have. Yeah, go. Sorry. Oh, so you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. I have tailored two versions of myself just because, you know, like my parents can't know certain things. Like my, well, not exactly my parents, my entire family from a certain particular side can't know certain things. So I have like two very different versions of myself. I have the innocent, like color, <laughs> like pure version of myself that I present in family functions and etc. And then I have yeah. the opposite, very, very opposite end of the yeah, spectrum. That's actually person. so, that's so true. Because when I first met Sadita, I was like, we, me and her are not going to get along. Like, she's way too good. And I just thought we wouldn't vibe. And then when I actually yeah. got to know her, I was like, all right, no, like, we can, we'll vibe. Like, I'm, I'm crazier than you sometimes. <laughs> yeah. like, she, she thought I was like that good, innocent, traditional girl, doesn't do anything, you know, so pure and shit. And then she actually saw me outside of school. She's like, um, are you okay? So, um, yeah, that's, that's, so, yeah. So, she, so she also saw you, like, passing out on the grass as well, and then you were, like, both basically passing out on the grass. Well, she, she, that, she, was, that, was, that was her night. It was her birthday. So I was like, I did bartending, though. But, yes. <laughs> what happened? So I was, that's, I was that's nice. You're a good bartender. So like, have, in terms of all of that type of stuff, are your parents chill? Like, when you were growing up, was it something you had to hide? Uh, I think... Um, I think I was okay once I reached a certain age. Like, they didn't condone, like, underage drinking or anything like that. It was more or less sort of, like... If I turned, like, 18, 19, 20, they were, like, okay with it. Like, because then I'm older and stuff. Like, it's weird. In weddings, it's kind of different where it's, like... I'm not really allowed to drink too much at weddings because there's always like a fair of like oh you want to see like your aunties like seeing you drunk and stuff like that, which is like a supposed to be like a bad thing and stuff. But like it's it's I think it's different for girls to guys and girls have a harder time in it in that sense than than guys do. Yeah, no, guys... I do. I, I do with I that. Me, oh, sorry, sorry, go. Uh, sorry, yeah. So before obviously you guys continue, I just uh, for me it was 
I, I had a very, very strict upbringing. Like, uh, I can relate to the whole, like, you know, you I had to act like I didn't know what girls were for, like, a long time because for my mum was like, oh, you know, my mum was always, like, telling me, like, when I was going to high school, so my mum was like, oh, you know what, like, talking to girls and stuff, you get distracted. And at this age, you don't want to get distracted. Focus on your studies, blah, blah, this and that, very hardcore, very solid. Like, I had to be home at a certain time. If we went out for a friend's birthday party, I'd be, like, running back home and stuff. Like, it was, mm. it was hard for me. And I genuinely used to really, really really dislike the way I you know how strict my parents were and how I was being brought up and I used to hate it because I was like well why you know all, all the other kids their parents are so like easygoing and well, why are you guys so strict with me this I used to have I used to have like quite a few arguments feels, with my parents. like honestly you know. feels I understand that I, I see yeah I was telling, like why why did like you know these kids my age are doing the same thing but I'm not allowed to do these things why like and then you know in the long run, I understood why, because they're obviously, like, disciplining me, and then, um, what happened is, you know, you know, with stuff like that, like, so, they eventually came around once I got to uni, so then, again, it's very similar to Aminda, like, they, once I realised, once they realised I was old enough, and was mature enough, and I understood things, I understood life, and they basically just didn't want me to get caught up in the wrong company, or in the wrong sort of, you know, going down the wrong path, or whatever, uh, and once they realize, actually, you know what, like, he's old enough now, and now he's not going to go down the wrong path, even if he meets wrong people, he's going to stay away from them, once they figured that out, and, because obviously, I, I had to move, I had to live out for uni, so I moved away from home, and that was, like, a really big thing for them, because they, I normally, actually, I, before uni, I had to be home by, like, nine o'clock latest, like, I couldn't stay out till, like, past eight, or eight or nine o'clock, um, even when I was, like, 16, so it was quite hard for me, and then eventually, when I ended up going to uni, um you know i was living out and stuff and then they became a lot more understanding um and over over my like i think uni really really helped me living out me moving out really really helped me like you know the, the relationship that i have with them and it maturing in the sense that now they're so understanding now even if i go like clubbing or something let's say i go out nights out or something with my friends like they'll know okay yeah cool he's gonna come back at this time yeah. they're okay with it like they're a lot yeah. more understanding but that, that that took you a long time, Hardy, didn't it? That, that took, that a, took a long time. Took a yeah, long, long, long time. time. Like I had to, I had to build that trust in them. Like I had to show to them that you know what, like even if I'm going out and stuff, I'm not going out. Oh. And Hardy, you have to tell the story of what happened when you came back late that one time. Do you remember the story? Like, and like you weren't allowed to get come back in. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> this is so funny. This happened like last year, guys. It's not even that like long ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's in like 2019, mm. right? So I went out with these guys, right? And uh, so w- w- when I go out, my mom's like, okay, be home by like two o'clock. Like to, 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 be, no, le- no later than two, be back by two. And, you know, th- you know, the bar or the club that we went to closed at two, right? <laughs> and <laughs> obviously, like if you're traveling on trains and stuff, it, it, it takes about an hour or something. So by the time I got back, it was like, I don't know, it just got, I got delayed or something. I ended up coming back at like 4.30 in the morning. And it was, it was really, 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 really late. And then, um, so then, <laughs> so basically, my door has this thing where you can lock it from inside. It's like a double lock thing. So you can, you can lock my um, front door from inside. Uh, so before we go to bed, we always, just for extra security, we lock the door from inside. So even if someone tries to break in from outside, it's locked from inside. So they won't be mm-hmm. able to. Um, so 
And I tell my mom, I said, Mom, don't lock the door from inside so I can get in. Because I obviously took my keys with me. And then I got there. The door was locked from the inside so I couldn't oh, get in. It's, and it was like freezing cold. And I called my mom. And I was, and obviously it's a full day in the morning. My parents are sleeping. I don't want to disturb them. But I had to because I had no choice. So I called my mom. And then my mom's like, I called her. I was like, uh, Mom, can you open the door for me? And she's like, really? You want me to open the door for you now? What, what time do you call this? I was like, oh, oh mom, there was a delay on, like, you know, I got stuck on the train or something. Like, and she's like, Some bullshit she's like you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just, like, making up some random shit. And then uh, my mom was like, you know what? Like, if you, you know, it's four o'clock, you might as well stay out till, like, six, seven o'clock in the morning and just come back the next next morning, you know? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, she's fine. She's like, she put the phone down. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I called her again. I was like, you're not being serious, are you? <laughs> and she's like, fine, I'll come down. And she came down and she's like, you, she, the next time, if you're going to stay out till like four or five o'clock, you might as well just not come back. Like, just, just stay out. Yeah, just stay out the whole night. Yeah, yeah we'll stay out the whole night. Like, and that's when I was like, okay, cool. I'm never pushing it past three. And <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there's, there's, there's still, you know, there are, obviously, they say to you, oh, yeah, too. So obviously, they're being understanding with you. They're letting you go out, and they knew they know you're going out to get drinks and with your friend, your friends, with or whatever. But then they expect that there's like there's like a co- coordination between, like you know, they expect you to be back by a certain time, so it's not too late. Because they, the only reason they say that is because they you know, it's unsafe and it can be unsafe at night, and you know, by yourself, London, whatever. Um, so they're just worried for me. That's the only reason they say that. So I understand that. Um, mm. but yes, for the longest time, like my parents are you know, going out was, like, half the option. And recently, my parents have become a lot more understanding. So if I'm going out, I'll tell them. Um, even <clears throat> if I'm, like, speaking to a girl, if I'm dating someone, I am I can't talk to them about it. So I'll tell them, like, oh, I'm dating this person or whatever. And they don't take it too seriously. They don't, so if I tell them, like, oh, I'm dating someone, they will just take it, oh, it's just dating, rather than, oh, my God, when are you guys getting married? You know, when should we, like, talk to the priest or whatever? I'm trying to say. So they're, <laughs> they're very understanding with, like, how things are. And I've become a lot, lot more open with them now, which I love. Um, so, um, so yeah, like, don't, don't you guys think that them being this strict, like, obviously one of your parents are strict, do you think that, that, you know, there's like this invisible barrier there where you can't tell them everything? Like, I'm sure I you mean, must feel look, my dad, he had his special of girlfriends, he used to drink and so much, he still drinks a lot, he used to party and club all night when he was in uni, but he kind yeah. of ex- but to be fair, like he paid um, his university and he did a lot of hard work as well, obviously, that I don't have to go through. But um, my mom doesn't drink at all. If anything, she drinks wine once in a while, but she she's a teetotaler, so she doesn't drink. But So my dad expects me to do the same. But um, now I kind of know the technique. Once he's like had once he's like four beers in, four beers in, and then I'll be like, Pa, can I have some? Okay, sure. Just don't tell your mom after four beers. Before four beers, he's like, "Are you mad?" After four beers, yeah, yeah, sure. So now that's what I do. So I think he's slowly starting to realize. Okay, she's not gonna be a teetotaler. She's she's gonna end up drinking a bit. But yeah, it's still very slowly getting to that point. It's slowly getting better, but very slowly and definitely like as you said, not to the extent um where your friends had that much freedom like almost yeah. immediately. Yeah, for me, yeah. it's a progress. Yeah, I have to you'll say... Get oh, sorry, go. Yeah. No, I said you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll eventually get there. I think, as you said, moving out really helped you. For me, if I was to move out for uni, they'd be completely fine with that because it's education and etc. But I also right. think that would definitely help in terms of freedom. 
and you know my sure. dad doesn't my dad doesn't really live with us he comes like once a month okay. he travels a lot for work okay so um when he's not here i miss him but at the same time i know my freedom is a like a bit more because he doesn't <laughs> manage everything <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah that's nice so like yeah so like how how like have you been able have you guys been able to tell like talk to your parents about like you know like guys you've been dating or guys you've been talking to or guys you've been in relationships <laughs> yo um, <laughs> or guys, again, guys that you've yeah. in relationships yeah. with like have you guys been able to do that yeah again our experiences differ very different <laughs> very very different um, my I was so surprised, but I think my parents just trust me a lot. I'm not sure why, to be honest, mm-hmm. but for some reason they seem to have a lot of trust in me and they even let me go interstate to see this guy. Oh, my um, goodness. Okay. One of my biggest regrets, but anywho. Um, <laughs> you learned a lot from that. Exactly. You live and you <laughs> learn. You live and you learn. But I think them actually putting that much trust in me made me respect them so much more. I remember when I told them, I was like, look, I want to go see this guy, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, okay, go, you know? And I was very shocked, but my respect for them in that moment grew enormously because they trusted me enough to be able to do that. If I told my parents that, they'll be like, yeah, and take all your belongings and go see that guy. Also. Like, yeah, <laughs> <out."> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, no, my parents are, no. Maybe that's why I don't, like commitment as much as well <laughs> it's like more risky but yeah it affects um, the relationships yeah. as well doesn't it like the likelihood of you being mm-hmm. in a relationship like because obviously to be in a committed relationship there's a there's there's a certain like amount of times you want to you know you, you want to meet that person you want to see them or talk to them all the time and if your parents don't know about it and you're going out and they ask you oh who are you going to see and they're like oh, i'm going to see you know my friend uh, you know like and then you mentioned like a name. I'm going to see you know Rosie, for example. And then, and then the next day you're going to see Rosie again. And then you see Rosie like seven days, uh, seven times in a week. They're like, oh, oh, oh. Rosie is my best friend, Ma. I have to see yeah, her. Like, <laughs> you see this Rosie girl a lot recently, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually happened with uh, with Hominda. Uh, this uh, this is a true story, right? So, um, this is this is ages ago. This is when I obviously wasn't that. Uh, now, obviously, if I'm talking to a girl, I'll just tell them straight. I'm talking to someone. If I'm going to see a girl, I'll tell them straight away. I'm going to see someone. Uh, my last relationship, I was able to tell my parents about it as well as I'm in a relationship and stuff. And um, it's it's just it's so amazing to be able to have that sort of uh, like you know my mom even met her. My mom even they they even met up like she they she even met the girl and stuff like it just it's a, just a whole level a whole new level of maturity that you reach with your you know with your with your with and into a trust with like your with your family and with your parents and um you know the girl as well like you know. It, it's just really nice place to be in but uh, obviously this is much before uh much before i got to that stage um there was a, there, i was i was dating someone and i'll go see her like once or twice a week and then every time like, oh, i'm going to see Hominda. yeah we're just gonna go for a drive yeah yeah okay cool mm-hmm. that's fine and then again i'll go out again where are you going oh yeah i'm just going to see Hominda. oh yeah what are you guys doing today oh we're going for a drive again oh okay cool and then like a few days later oh, where are you going oh i think Hominda wanted to talk about something yes yeah, so we're going <laughs> oh <laughs> god i was like are you okay yeah. you're seeing Hominda a lot recently what's going on <laughs> oh. well, I, don't, I don't remember these link-ups when did link-ups happen I don't remember these <laughs> <laughs> I mean when and, you're the child of strict parents you just you know what to say at some point you just know how to you know, yeah, go through that yeah, yeah I am yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, it's funny you learn to lie really well for some reason 
<laughs> lying to the color is really easy now to lie. Once you, you have to well you've got really good lying. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah, shall we? Sorry. No, no, excuse me. Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. I think for me, it was also um, my parents' arranged marriage that probably affects my affected my relation, my likelihood of getting into a relationship. Because at the start, now it worked, like now it worked out, but at the start it didn't, and I mm-hmm. think I carry a lot of that with me. So that's why it was very hard for me to actually be like, okay, I can be in a committed relationship. Yeah. Yeah, when the the beginning stages of the arranged marriage, yeah, the the beginning stages it didn't really work out as well. There was a lot of fighting, and it they weren't getting along. So I think I remember all of that, and that just affected my ability to be in a proper committed relationship. Like look at that person and be like, okay, well, let's be boyfriend girlfriend, and actually, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, should we should we wrap this up then? Do you guys have any more questions yeah. to ask us? Nah. No. Okay, so I would like to say thank you so much, Brown and Feminist, for coming on to our podcast. We've had a so it's, it's been a really good discussion actually. I'm, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a bit eye opening for us, like hearing a female perspective on us and um. We would like to uh, thank you guys for coming on. And yeah, and so thank no you. Worries. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, hit us no up worries. when you guys are in Melbourne. Uh- yeah, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, sure. We will definitely, definitely. Yeah. We'll go for parties. Yeah. I want to see these bartending skills. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you'll come out alive after that, but yeah. You might be on the grass next yeah. to me, passed out. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Hopefully, see that the seed. But yeah. Uh, take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.